Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Oh. Okay. Ta da! There it is. There we are. Welcome. <laughs> Uh, thanks for being here, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Don't forget traffic and weather together every seven minutes on the fours, mm. all morning long. Uh, so we're we're gonna get you there uh, safely and on time. Will we today. have to wait for a train? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so because the uh, railroad unions and the railroad companies have reached a tentative deal to avoid the strike. Hmm. Freight rail companies and unions representing tens of thousands of workers reached a tentative agreement to avoid what would have been an economically damaging strike. Boy, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. After all-night talks brokered by Labor Secretary Martin J. Walsh uh, happened early this uh, early this morning, the agreement now heads to union members for a ratification vote, which is a standard procedure in labor talks. While the vote is tallied, workers uh, have agreed not to strike. Okay. Well, good. All Mm -hmm. right, so that's averted because there would have been really bad supply chain problems here. Yeah. yeah. You would add nothing on your grocery store shelves. Yeah, they said within three days you'd notice issues. Three days. Mm -hmm. That shows you how fragile our system is. is. My gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, um, society breaks down within three days of any disaster. Saw that in Houston uh, during Hurricane Rita. Uh, That was, what, 2006, I think? 2007 in there somewhere. It was right after Katrina, and and everybody was afraid that a Katrina-like situation was going to happen in Houston. And so everybody tried to leave town at the same time. (laughs) Whoops. Not everybody, but like three million people. Okay, three of the seven million people in Houston decided to leave all at the same time. And did they not open up the other side of the interstate getting out of there? Is that right? Or they? It took them a while to do that, but they eventually did. But it was too late. I mean, it was way too late. And as I was heading into work mm-hmm. on the other side of the freeway, and this was at you know four in the morning. It was already jammed for miles going the other way on I-10. Just mile after mile after mile of traffic jam. And that continued on every freeway heading in and out of Houston. And so uh, people died. Mm. It got really, really hot and really, really humid. And people were in their cars and they ran out of gas. They didn't have any air conditioning. People died of heat stroke. Uh, It was really bad really really bad people were trying to bring them food and uh, water from houses near the freeways i mean everybody was kind of pitching in and trying to help but then after three days you know when everything was all the banks were closed there was no money in the atm machines Mm -hmm. there was uh nothing getting in or out of houston food wise it was a disaster and it was really surreal it felt like a Mad Max situation after about two or three days. Too bad, That's just uh, what happens in society. Yeah, too bad each vehicle didn't have a uh, their own personal loaf of pumpkin mm. bread. Yeah, you like it? Appreciate it. Oh, love it, man. I'm over here chowing down. It's my wife's new creation for uh, Kexi.com. Oh, this you could buy this? You can buy that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Thank so you. we got the new pumpkin bread. Mm. Uh, the only non-cookie item that we sell so far. Mm. 
there's some couple other things that are being uh, bantied about. So we've got this. We've got the really delicious new um, cinnamon roll cookie that is <sighs> outrageous. Why, why, are you doing, why are you doing it, man? Mm, mm. So good. And then there's a pumpkin spice cookie as well, too, because that's and, and mandatory this time of year. Let's say that the uh, labor union goes ahead and votes to strike, mm-hmm. right? Um, Kexi isn't dependent on the rails. Right? I hope not. Like you no. don't deliver it by train. You're right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we averted that because we <laughs> do not need another uh, another uh, issue to deal with in this country. It's for sure. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad that we don't have to send in federal troops like Grover Cleveland did because I don't want uh, mm-hmm. Joe Biden deploying or fire all the anywhere. workers yeah. like uh, mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan did with the uh, air traffic controllers. Yep. That seems like so long ago. Wow, it's hard to believe that even happened now. Uh, so anyway, that's been averted. Hopefully total disaster averted there. But I mean, they could vote to reject the deal. Yeah. I doubt they will, but the, it, that could happen. And then you go right back to the drawing board. <clears throat> We're in trouble again. So hopefully they'll agree to it and we'll move on. And everything <laughs> will be fine for another mm, few days. Yeah, I think... <laughs> let's see, I, I don't know how long this agreement... I think I heard... 2024 so i don't know how often they have to to do these agreements but uh yeah because like there's six unions total four of them had agreed to it two of them were holding out but i know it involved pay raises uh through 2024 or something and Mm -hmm. i don't know we'll see i mean this would have been i don't want to say a death blow to the united states of america but Mm. it certainly would have staggered us for a while that would have been really 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 ugly so hopefully that's averted now uh this is interesting because it's coming from npr they have actually noticed democrats used to talk about criminal immigrants so what changed (laughs) what a great question and hey thank you for noticing i mean we've mentioned this many many times that the Democrats are the ones who have gone completely off the rails. They're the ones who are extreme on every single issue. The Republicans haven't changed on immigration or abortion or any of these issues. Taxation. They're still the same. What are they so extreme about? Uh, The ones who are extreme are the ones who want abortion up to and including birth. That's what's extreme, not people who don't want you to kill children. But on this, uh, NPR reports, when bipartisan immigration discussions pop up, Democrats often insist it's hard to find a solution because of the GOP's immigration evolution. Yeah. Uh, The days of Ronald Reagan endorsing an amnesty program. That's what they always point to. Oh, my gosh. I Yeah, he was wrong when he did that. I didn't agree with that then. I don't agree with it now. Ronald Reagan screwed up granting amnesty to 2 million illegals. Look at the situation that happened afterwards. It went to hell. So uh, the days of Ronald Reagan endorsing an amnesty program and denouncing walls are long gone, replaced by President Trump's talk of rapists and quests for a wall. But the reality is the Democrats have moved Two. Thank you. From when the party cited the flow of drugs and criminal immigrants two decades ago, the same arguments for border security that Republicans use now. 
The facts on the ground have changed since then, but so have political forces. The makeup of the Democrat Party has changed, and its base has adopted a fundamentally more progressive attitude on immigration in a relatively short span, which poses a challenge for party leaders. Not really, because nobody ever challenges them on this. I'm really stunned that NPR would even write this article. Democrats have reversed their opinion on immigrants since 1994. Uh, The percent who say immigrants strengthen our country because of their hard work and talents? (laughs) Uh, Democrats, 83%. GOP, 38%. See it there. Percent who say immigrants are a burden on our country because they take jobs, housing, and health care. And there are those numbers. GOP 49, Democrats 11. So only 11% of Democrats think that they're a burden on the country. Jeez. Well, you know what? They're finding out differently right now, aren't they? They sure are. They are finding out differently because even in the northern states, they're getting a little teeny tiny taste of what it's like to be on the border and be a border state, and they can't handle it. They're going out of their minds over it. Right now, uh, there are some immigrants who have been flown to Martha's Vineyard, uh, I guess, from Ron DeSantis, and courtesy of uh, Florida, has put some immigrants on a plane and flew them to Martha's Vineyard, where all the elite Democrats live. You know, people like uh, Barack Obama, who has a $15 million house on Martha's Vineyard. That's one of... (laughs) Several. He's got an eight million dollar house in DC. He's got a fifteen million dollar house in Martha's Vineyard. He's got a multi million dollar home in Hawaii, right on the beach. So uh, anyway, uh, they've got some migrants up there now. A group of fifty Venezuelan migrants, some of them children, landed on Martha's Vineyard on Wednesday. <laughs> the, the migrants arrived by plane at Martha Vineyard's uh, Martha's Vineyard I- Airport. According to Jeff Freeman, airport director at Martha's Vineyard Airport, <laughs> the name of the charter was Ultra Air Charters. Mm. Said it was two planes that arrived at the airport and not one as was originally reported. Yeah, this was chaos last night for Martha's Vineyard. It, it was absolutely beautiful because there was like a city council meeting or something going on <laughs> and this lady was getting texts about, uh, okay, I just want to let you all know something's going on at the airport. Uh, there's people here and we have no idea who they are. There's just a lot of confusion at the airport. And, huh. Oh my goodness. Absolutely priceless. I am just Fantastic. upset someone on our side didn't think of this sooner. I know. It's one of the, decades ago. One of the greatest developments of all time. <laughs> it really is. Fox News is reporting uh, DeSantis is taking credit for sending the migrants to the island and shared video with the news outlet. In 2021, DeSantis vowed to spend $8 million to send immigrants out of the state and (laughs) mentioned the vineyard as a destination. He told them. That's awesome. Uh, It's not just some political line, you know. Right. He does this stuff. The Times was told that the refugees arrived via Texas, but the situation has been fluid. And <laughs> they don't know. They have no idea. There's been a lot of confusion. <laughs> Migrants used uh, translation apps on their phones getting off the plane. Oh, that's good that they've got phones. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad that they have smartphones. Yeah, I think the company, somebody provided <laughs> it, but yeah. Um. State Rep Dylan Fernandez arrived on the island Wednesday evening and visited the St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in Edgartown. <laughs> 
where the refugees are lodging to assess the situation. It appears that one, if not many, Republican governors or operatives chartered flights from the South to come and drop undocumented or documented, I'm not sure, immigrants on Martha's Vineyard, he said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, welcome to the uh, party, pal. These governors or whoever it is, all they care about is scoring some political points on Tucker Carlson and Fox News (laughs) and the fact that they're using human lives, women, children, men as pawns in that and just really abusing these people, dropping them off in a place where they don't know where they are with no food and water just to be able to get Tucker Carlson and Fox News in good graces is disgusting. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome to the fun, man. Right. And this guy went on to talk about how evil and unchristian it was that these uh, immigrants would be sent here by these governors. Well, you should be a good Christian and take care of them. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Julian Sear said... It's deeply disgusting. This is a cruel ruse that manipulates families that are seeking a better life. Mm. Why? Why can't you provide them a better life? Wouldn't it be even better in Martha's Vineyard than it would be in Del Rio, Texas? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could provide them a great life there. Mm -hmm. So do it. Exactly. I don't. Why is it always (laughs) our responsibility as border states? You take care of some of them. You be the Christians who can take care. We're just spreading the opportunity here. That's yeah. all we're doing. Giving you a chance to... Uh, yeah. To, to do something really wonderful. Do good in the world. Pointed out that these fundamentally racist tactics <laughs> have been tried before during the civil rights movement. Oh, good gosh. Segregationists tricked 95 black families into moving to Hyannis. Mm. I don't know if and what, what happened is people in Hyannis... Help the families. Well, look at that. They stayed on Cape Cod. Well, then do it again. So that's precedent for your community. Do it again. What's your problem then? You obviously showed in the past you can do this. Right. uh, Let's get it done. Yeah. Now, that's not the the only place uh, immigrants are landing. Um, We had a bus just within the last 30 minutes roll up in in front of the vice president's residence. So (laughs) I'm just absolutely. That is fantastic. This is so fun. What, now I'm thinking of other places we could send them. We got the mm. Delaware Beach House, right, for Biden. Right. Um, let's take him to Lightfoot's uh, house. Uh, let's see. Gordon where... Lightfoot or uh, yeah, or Lori? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gordon. So not Lori. What are you talking about? I'm just thinking. We're... Gordon Lightfoot, so he can sing. Yeah. Sundown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some? What or are some good? Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald to him. Yeah. We need. We, we need the audience <laughs> to come up with a list. You can tag us at Pat Unleashed, at Keith Malinak, so that we see this. Use the hashtag, put that in your pipe, and let's start combining forces here and come up with a list of, like, liberal hotbeds like Martha's Vineyard, probably somewhere in San Francisco. we got to start taking them to these mm-hmm. wonderful places and say, look, now's your chance to shine. Show your uh, bleeding heart here. So fantastic. <laughs> this is so good. And, and the reaction to it is just priceless because mm-hmm. you – it's everything you dreamed and more in their response. They just can't handle it. They're so pissed that uh, this is happening, that you dare send any illegal immigrants to them because mm-hmm. they shouldn't have to deal with this. That's your problem, not ours. Hmm. Well, now you're getting a taste of it. So maybe, just maybe you'll pay attention now. And I'm getting a taste of this pumpkin bread here from Kexi. It's pretty good. Thanks for the whole, mm-hmm. I'm not sharing anymore. I'm an only child, and this whole thing's mine now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Kexi.com. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to get your own. So K-E-K-S-I. Good Kexi.com. I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Real estate agents I trust. Uh, because trying to sell your home is a real challenge. Uh, you need a real estate agent who's going to come in and help you take charge of the situation and help you decide on the really big things that need to be decided. Like, all right, am I going to update the house? Am I going to paint it? Uh, am I going to change the countertops or remodel the bathroom or the kitchen? I mean, these are all things that probably have to be done if you've been in your house for a long time. Uh, but your realtor will help you figure out all of those things and what you're going to get your money out of and what you wouldn't. Real estate agents I trust. It's Glenn's company. And when you have the kind of agents who work with us working for you, you can be sure that you're going to be in the hands of a really capable team. The same goes for buying a home. When you trust, uh, when you choose your agent through real estate agents I trust, you've just partnered yourself with a competitive winning machine. Real estate agents I trust. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. So in Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, the Texas Fire Department Chief, Manuel uh, Mello, explains what's happening exactly at the southern border. In my career, in the last year or two, mm-hmm. I had never seen so many drownings uh, mm. like we're seeing right now. We, we, when I started, we used to do maybe 12 a year. Now we're doing one a day, 30 a month. These oh are young, gosh. young gentlemen, young women that are seeing more than any normal person would see in a lifetime. I mean, if you think about it, it's almost like a war zone. It's almost like a war zone. Mm-hmm. Wow. One a day? 365 people are drowning a year trying to get into America? Oh, that's horrific. And, and why? Because they're being encouraged to come here now. And so you're getting so many more people, you're going to have so many more problems trying to get into the country. Dying of heat stroke and uh, drownings and unscrupulous coyotes that are trying to smuggle them across the border. Raping, killing women. I mean, it's really awful and they know it's really horrible that the border is a sieve right so they keep coming that's right they're encouraged to do it i and i don't care that kamala harris said don't come don't come they know to ignore that because when they do come they're just uh shown an open door come on in come on in all right well you know we're we're gonna get your name down and and uh, ask you to appear in two months here at this court and uh, we're going to get a pinky promise from you that you really will come back and appear okay mm-hmm. and then they're gone yeah what are you supposed to do about that they could be anywhere they could be in colorado they could be in montana they can be in new york they could be anywhere well, but but they obviously will be back in time for their court hearing <laughs> yeah right that's I mean, right you can tour the right. country until well then. they pinky promised that's right so uh the audience is uh chiming <clears throat> in here on places we could drop off some of these uh immigrants mm-hmm. we got uh, mayor pete's house in dc 
We've got Pelosi's Mansion uh, out in California. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer's house. And then my personal favorite, Hollywood. Uh, uh, we could find out how like the celebrities that. will handle that. Yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hills. Yeah. Oh, yes. Bet there's yes. some nice places to stay there. Governor DeSantis. Beverly <laughs> Hills. I like it. <laughs> uh, also, a reporter for Fox uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Bill Mulligan. Yeah, he's always on the border there. He covers the border. Uh, he shot this video of uh, a border scene. Mm. Wait. What's happening here? Look at that. Look at that. Scaling in between the wall and the razor wire. Jeez. Welcome to America. It's like, it's like a military operation. Yeah. You're and here. then they just run across. Okay. Well, yep. they're, they're, they're going to find the, the nearest courtroom to go and... Oh, yeah. And sign up and sure. promise to come back for their court date. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, we didn't follow them all the way into town. Wow, they're even wearing camo. Yeah. Interesting. Wait, look at there. Look at the little oh, phone. Yeah. Right on their phone. Okay, so the map says All go right. that way. <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah. There you go. But Yeah, so they just they lower themselves down, and the razor wire doesn't go all the way to the ground. So they just go under the razor wire, and they're uh-huh. home free. Jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was it Kamala was saying on Sunday, though? What Amazing. was that clip? Uh, the border is secure. What did she say again? Did you call the border secure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we made, mm-hmm. pass mm-hmm. a bill mm-hmm. to create a pathway to citizenship. Mm-hmm. The border is secure, oh. but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, sure. and it needs to be fixed. Man, you're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have yeah. a secure border <laughs> in that that is a priority mm. for any nation, including yeah. ours and our administration. But there are still a mm. lot of problems that we are trying to fix, <coughs> given mm-hmm. the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also mm-hmm. have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship, mm. for the millions of people who are here no. and are prepared to do no, we don't. what is legally required to gain citizenship. We don't have that in Asinine. place because people are Asinine. playing politics. We've done it that in way before. Like this, it doesn't work. And in Congress, I can't take it. <laughs> Shut her up. Then there was uh, Mayorkas the saying. Border, the uh-huh. border is secure. I'm sorry, what? The border. The border. The border. The border. Is secure. Okay. All right. So the entire administration is claiming the border is secure. And every day we show you examples of the exact opposite. How can they be that out of touch? Well, they're not. They know the border's not secure. They just continue to lie to the American people. All they do is lie all day, every day about everything, including the border being secure. Wow. Uh, The estimated 2.3 million illegal immigrants who have crossed the border and stayed since Joe Biden became president will cost taxpayers over $9,000 each uh, per year in housing, food, medical, and other services, according to a new report. Federation for American Immigration Reform, which... Uh, tabulates the cost of illegal immigration, has put a price tag of $20.4 billion 
on providing benefits and services for the illegal immigrants being spread across the United States since Biden became president. Just in the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. That, according to the group, is on top of the $140 billion taxpayers are spending to provide services to illegal immigrants who are already in the United States before Biden replaced uh, President Donald Trump and signaled that the border is now open. For comparison, the added $20.4 billion a year is $4 billion more than the $16.4 billion the Trump administration spent before uh, uh, building and restoring hundreds of miles of the border wall. What? Mm. Say that again, please? The, just what we've... Uh, the added $20.4 billion <laughs> annual bill is $4 billion more than Trump was spending building and, and restoring hundreds of miles of the border wall. Hmm. Okay, so it's more expensive than the border wall, yep. but every year. So it just compounds annually. That's great. All right. Since January 2021, an estimated 1.3 million illegal immig- immigrants have crossed through the border facilities and are inside the U.S. Another estimated 1 million crossed undetected. <laughs> For a total of 2.3 million since Biden took office. All right. Good. Well, that's oh, great. Good. That's great. The border, the is border, the border, the border, the border, the border is secure. The border, the border is secure. <laughs> so he actually said the border twice there. He did. Yeah. Okay. I like to compound it and make it like four times. <laughs> the border, the border, the border, the border. <laughs> this is actually, this is behind the curtain. This is what it's like uh, when we're not on the air. Pat's sitting over there just pressing the same button <laughs> until I say something. The border, the border, <laughs> the border, the border. <laughs> I really can't stand it when you do that with a Barack Obama clip. Because then you just hear some Barack Obama start, stop, start, no. stop. Yeah. <laughs> and you're welcome, by mm-hmm. the way. You're welcome. Ooh, I'm glad you didn't take that opening and actually do a Barack Obama clip there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know oh. which one it is. But. Uh, on the Today Show on Tuesday, Jill Biden discussed books in our school libraries. Um, she said all books should be in the library. Parents and politicians are now weighing in on what books should be in our school libraries and what their kids are being taught. Where's the line, in your opinion, with how much of a say parents should have when it comes there, to there what one. their kids are learning in school? Well, I think kind of with the pandemic... Parents saw how hard teachers work and how difficult this job really is. And I think if they work together in their school districts and decide what they want with their curriculum. Is there a balance between, you know, this book should be in the library, this book All is under books review. should be in the library. Really? All books. This is America. We don't ban books. Yeah. No, we keep them away when appropriate from certain age groups what kind of moron are you yeah we're not talking about the public library here nice try don't conflate talking about school libraries where you don't provide all books to children yeah so i guess what are you stupid you look like an idiot. Yeah, is she I, suggesting we gosh. just have uh, rows and rows of pornographic uh, magazines, too? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All books. Don't ban anything. Uh, let first graders have access to every book there is. All manner of sexual deviance should be, uh, should be portrayed in our school libraries, I guess. 
I, yeah, I, I guess there was so much in that question. Like the the interviewer asking, like, should parents really like what kind of say should parents have? Uh, all of it. There's your answer. Next question. And then yes, the mm -hmm. uh, the pandemic. You know, there are just a few little things that came out of there that were good, and it's parents knowing what was happening. Otherwise, they would be unfettered right now in the destruction of our kids. We would have no mm -hmm. clue what was going on with the grooming, with 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 it being piped into our homes. It's just. Uh, this uh, is madness. They, they are looking for any avenue that they can destroy the kids in this society. And what kind of radical is our first lady? That is just ridiculous. All books. An asinine stance. In schools, all books should be available to our children. Really? Do you have children? Because, like, Hunter was from his first marriage, right? Yeah. And so was... Ashley, I think they all were. Yeah, I think so. She's a stepmom. Mm -hmm. She's not an act. She's not. She's not the mother of of these children, though. But my gosh, did you not care what they had access to when they were? Well, maybe not, because I mean, look at Hunter. Look at Ashley. There are drug addicts. There, you know, he's he's got a child, a love child, who's four years old now that he has never met, and he's. He's trying to reduce uh, his child support for that child right now. Mm. He's in court trying to get a reduction in his child support. Oh, but we've seen how much money he's made. He can handle that. No, he claims he's been unemployed since 2019, uh -huh. and he just can't afford this oh, anymore. You're so. making 83000 a month or whatever it was. Yeah. You should have sucked a little bit of save away. any yeah. of it? Come yeah. on, bro. All right. <laughs> This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us. Got some tweets here. Pat Head T tweets, just think how an evacuation from Houston will go when everyone is driving their electric vehicles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, oh, that's for sure. Oh, man. Can you imagine? And, you know, you're what? 50 miles from the nearest recharging station okay a hundred miles from it i don't uh, know this is good stuff <laughs> that's that's uh that's quite a thought dmxdm i want a busload of illegals dropped into brian stelter's first class at harvard <laughs> oh that's yeah, good that's great. great yeah other suggestions coming in uh the capitol building oh yeah that'd be good mm -hmm. um let's see here oh i just had some good ones here um, yeah, we've said the Hamptons, right? I already mentioned that one. Yep. Um, I guess George Soros has a house in New York State. Someone mentioned that. I don't know. <laughs> Take it there. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of good uh, <laughs> good places coming in here. So uh, send your suggestions. From Liberty Trucker, I would say send them to Detroit, but the immigrants may actually fix the city, and we can't have that. <laughs> uh, Bunter Hyden. Crack connoisseur. All jokes aside, <laughs> illegals are getting free taxpayer-sponsored trips and relocation all across America while people wanting to come here legally and contribute to the betterment of society are backed up to 2015. That's sad. It is. And that's... It's that's, not right. Yeah. It's just not right. Uh, you know, our friend from Ireland. Mm, Jonathan Dunn. Yeah. Uh, who tried for years and years. Was it seven years? Ten years? And for whatever reason, they just... Wouldn't let him come. Would not allow him to have permanent residency in the United States. I think he finally got it because he got married, right? 
Yeah. Isn't that what happened? He yep. married an American. And he's happy and living in Oklahoma. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is great. The sniper BBB, uh, DeSantis is just spreading the wealth. Thought that was what the left was all about. <laughs> Mandy Gifford, uh, four. I thought we were a country of equity, so aren't illegals in Martha's Vineyard an equal outcome? Well, yes. Yes, they are. But it seems the left doesn't dig that after all, do huh. they? Uh, by the way, we will not have a uh, an overtime today uh, due to circumstances beyond our control <laughs> and the fact that I'm filling in for uh, Stu today. So tomorrow, though, we'll be back with overtime. All right? Uh, and speaking of parents being concerned about their schools. Yeah, we had the Joe Biden clip. And Jill uh, wants all books available mm-hmm. to uh, our children, which is an interesting thought. Yeah, so parents, you don't need to complain about anything going on in your kid's <clears throat> school. We got this under control. We're professionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here was uh, Congressman Hank Johnson. Who's oh, cool. A genius, as we all know. Uh-huh. Yesterday, speaking about all of that. Um, January 6, 2021. <laughs> what a clown. Will never be forgotten. An infamous day in Jeez. American history. Yeah. Mm. MAGA Republicans <laughs> descended upon the Capitol, mm-hmm. engaged in an insurrection. No, no, uh, they didn't. They occupied the Capitol. Five people were killed, mm. hundreds no. injured, Again, including that's not hundreds true. of Capitol Hill police officers. <laughs> Attacked, and bludgeoned. Um, oh, good God! Uh, it was uh, a day that we'll never forget. And people on the local level, the big uh, lie, at affected continues. school board meetings. Listen, they won't forget the MAGA uh, Republicans descending on their school board oh, meetings no. uh, after oh. January six, like January six, disrupting meetings. Oh, it was a court coordinated uh, attack happening across the country. Americans won't forget about it. Mm-mm. Really? Um, it was a coordinated board, attack? Uh, members, on school teachers, boards. administrators. Huh. Pause it for a second. So parents violence. talking about or demanding certain things yes. about their child's education is an attack on the school board? Isn't this something? <sighs> Desperate. Desperate people. Jeez. All right, let him finish. Threats of violence, harassment, intimidation. Mm. uh, And in response to that, the National School Boards Association Mm -hmm. sent a letter to the Biden administration seeking federal (laughs) help. Things had gotten so far out of hand. Yeah. By the way, there's Mm -hmm. not one scintilla of evidence, either direct or indirect. That there was any coordination this between is a lie. the Biden administration. This is such and a lie. Sco- so he just board. accuses parents across America of coordinated attacks on yeah. school boards all across the nation yeah. without an ounce or a scintilla of evidence. But <laughs> and yeah. he goes into the well, lack of evidence. Yeah, he's saying he's oh, saying that my. The, He is going out of his way. This is a classic case of me thinks you doth protest too much. He goes, so by the way, there was no evidence that there was a, a, 
that that the Biden administration had anything to do with this request of of help needed at the local level. Uh, Merrick right. Garland testified and said for weeks before the NSBA released this letter, help us, help us. He said they were mm-hmm. already talking for weeks. He said that under oath. My gosh. And he goes out of his way to go, there's, there's not, a not a scintilla of evidence. There's no evidence that anything like that happened. I just thought I would tuck that in there for the record. Let's not, oh. let's not forget. You know, another thing Americans will never forget is this insanity. My, my fear is uh, that uh, the yeah. whole island will uh, become island so of Guam. Overly, overly populated, populated that, that it, it will tip over, tip over and, and, uh, and, and capsize. capsize. Okay. That's the genius that is Hank Johnson. Oh, <laughs> man. This guy. Oh, my gosh. And the continued lie. You know, they call the the fraudulent election the big lie. The biggest lie is that five people were killed on January 6th. It is untrue. It's a flat-out, complete lie. Yeah. yeah. Five people were not killed. Two were from the... MAGA supporters killed by police. No police officers were killed. Some were injured. Yes. None were killed. Ah, when do they start? Over and over and over and over and over they use that lie. When do they start referring to January 6th as one of the bloodiest days in American history? I'm surprised. I mean, they basically do that now. They yeah. imply it by comparing it to January or to uh, to 9-11. Yeah. Oh, 9-11, Pearl they, Harbor. They, yeah. You had a, a, yeah. a member of this audience uh, tweeted out uh, after that clip we played. Um, we saw that uh, after Pearl Harbor, we uh, mobilized and entered World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after 9-11, we, we mobilized and went over and took care of business there. Right. Um, if January 6th is like those other two events, what are they getting ready to do? Well, they've already mobilized mm-hmm. against us and are making us the enemy. And the FBI is visiting many of the enemy right now. Mm-hmm. They're just showing up at people's homes. Ah, yeah, we got an anonymous tip that you were at January 6th uh, at the Capitol building. Uh, no, I wasn't. Nor was I even in Washington, D.C. at the time. So, beat it. <sighs> yeah, and this MAGA Republicans, they're mm. attaching that to everything now. If you're a concerned parent... Yep. You're, you're, you're know a MAGA Republican. Yeah, MAGA, we're going to just label everything we disagree with, everything that we deem a threat to our power, MAGA Republicans. And maybe you'll think of Trump mm. and therefore turn out against MAGA Republicans in That's November. That's what they hope, because they're so desperate about November. They are so <laughs> desperate. Yeah. When, when you are sitting on the uh, committee, your senator or congressman, such as uh, Hank Johnson there, Mr. Guam, do you have to, when it's your turn, do you have to speak? Like, could you just, like, say, I'll pass? I'll just oh, give, sure. give him my yeah. time? Yeah, because he might want to employ that every now and then. Yeah, that's he for sure. He is. <laughs> One of the biggest idiots to ever be Not good. in Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Supreme Court has declined to block an order requiring Yeshiva University to recognize LGBTQQIA2 plus student clubs. <laughs> the Supreme Court, in a 5-4 vote, declined yesterday to uh, a request from yeshiva university so they declined the request to block a lower court order that requires them to recognize a pride alliance student club 
In an unsigned letter, the Supreme Court noted <clears throat> that the New York State courts had yet to issue a final order in the case and that Yeshiva could return to the Supreme Court after the New York courts have acted. Just rule on this. Yeah, really, it, you're it, the Supreme Court. <laughs> it's a Jewish university, right? This is a religious university. Private? It's not public? And you're forcing them to have a Pride Alliance LGBTQ student club? The application is denied because it appears that applicants have at least two further avenues for expedited or interim state court relief. Uh, Sam Alito, joined by Justices Clarence Thomas, of course, Neil Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett, dissented from the court's order, noting that the lower courts could take months to rule. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, Alito's like, why don't we just give him a stay? Can we not just give him a stay for now? Uh, and the answer was no. No. They couldn't do that. Jeez. This so, is... so, yeah, I mean, and Alito in the dissent goes on to say, you know, look, the First Amendment here, it's it's <clears throat> right to practice your religion, and you're forcing them... It's under attack right to, now. Exactly. It's under attack, and they're trying to take it away from us. But John Roberts standing up... Uh, Oh, no, that's with right. With the liberals. The, the liberals. Yeah, they standing still, up okay. with the real liberals like he so often does. Such a waste. Ugh, he's hideous. You know, and speaking of Yeshiva University, BYU is still under fire. If it's not the bogus racial slur hoax, it's this LGBTQQIA2 plus information kit they tried to include in the freshman welcome packet. You know, they give a welcome packet to all freshmen that are incoming. Probably a lot, a lot, maybe all universities do this. Uh-huh. But mean old BYU, they wouldn't allow all incoming students to experience the LGBT resource information that they tried to put in the kit. Well, they did put it in the kit, and then the administration said, um, no, hmm. no. It's a kit. Well, it's just a kit that gives them support and guidance. You know, for inclusiveness, is that too much to ask? <laughs> well, what they don't tell you about this kit is that it included uh, an invitation to that drag show we talked about last week with performers like Genitalia Ugh. and Anal Leakage. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! I missed that mm-hmm. one. That's not as that's not as creative as uh, Jenna's name. No, it's not. Mm-mm. It's really not. Go back. To Nobody's the name board. is Anal. <laughs> Well, I don't Nor know. Nor is it leakage, I don't think. I don't know of anybody. Which, I've never heard of someone's name but being that. We've explored uh, among the uh, Blaze shows before that uh, leakage is an underused word. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Uh, and then you do a quick run through their websites, you know, the drag queens, and you'll also find anti-Mormon material mm. and all kinds of sexual pornographic material. Kid also included Planned Parenthood information. If you want abortions or... Uh, maybe some cross-sex hormones to change your your gender. Um, God. I, they don't tell you that. It's just support for anybody who might be questioning of course. and wondering about these things. Don't you need an ally? Everybody needs an right. ally. Right. It's not that. It's not that big a deal. BYU is so mean. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. BYU is a private. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints University. They should be protected in the First Amendment. They, for some reason, are not somehow. 
and neither is Yeshiva right. University. So much of what was in that pamphlet or that kit was contrary to church teachings. The group tried to include, um, and they know full well that they're going against church teachings. They don't care. They know what they're doing, but they're trying to come off here as we're just we're victims now of this mean-spirited group that won't let us include our information there too. I mean, it's vile. It's despicable. Yeah, they had the next move. They had they were four moves ahead on mm-hmm. this. They knew how BYU was going to react. They, they did. knew what they were going to say and the angle they were yes. going to play. Yes. Yes. Pathetic. And if this is what you're into, what are you going to BYU for? If you want this, there are a million colleges and universities that will accommodate you and will accommodate the LGBTQQIA2 plus group. Go there. Go there. And leave the religious institutions like BYU and Yeshiva alone. Leave them alone. They can't. No, because they've got an agenda here to end all of that. Yeah, they've got to destroy everything the radicals mm-hmm. in in that group that is their goal to destroy these things now the rank and file the average you know gay and lesbian people they don't they're not that's not their goal but it is for the leadership in some of these groups it is for the radicals they've got another agenda here and i'm just tired of them presenting themselves as the picked upon victims no you're just out there picking fights all over the country trying to change the world to to fit your vision of it uh no sorry not gonna go there with you i mean and now you've got harvard telling students here's an example of where you can go if you're into this kind of stuff because harvard is telling Students that using the wrong pronouns constitutes abuse. Get out of here. What? Clowns. Mm. Okay. One of the great universities on the face of this planet is just caving into all of this stuff. Uh, fat phobia and cis heterosexism okay. perpetuate violence. Stop making up stuff. Using the wrong pronouns constitutes abuse. And any words used to lower a person's self-worth are verbal abuse. Mm. Those are just a handful of the things the school told all undergraduate students in the mandatory Title IX training training session. Huh. The Title IX training session now includes pronouns? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, we got a handy little wheel that'll help you know when you're a bad person. Oh, good. The power and control wheel. Yeah. Okay. See that? Yeah. That's what, all, all the stuff that's under, like, uh, you got uh, physical abuse, uh, emotional abuse, cultural identity abuse, and it'll just tell you, you know, like, uh, any words used, like you said, the lower person's self-worth, uh, mm-hmm. look at that, intimidation, restriction of freedom. I mean, this is insanity. Because <laughs> if you look at the little subtext, man, it's like you said, with the pronouns and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. Yeah, it perpetuates violence. Does it? Yeah. Um, and a voiceover from the training states that that includes sizeism. <laughs> sizeism? What the hell minute. is that? Wait a minute. Fat phobia, <laughs> cis heterosexism, racism, transphobia, ageism, and ableism. Ah, uh, ableism. Sizeism is a new one to me. I didn't. I've never yeah, seen well, that. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. That is a fun one. Yeah. 
So if you're too tall or too short, I guess. Yeah, I, a person's size or weight. <laughs> um, oh, we better man. not point fingers in here. <laughs> <laughs> tweets here Stu's invisible Bentley <laughs> tweets they realized how hard teaching and keeping up with pronouns and nonsense was that's why so many went to homeschooling their children the amount continues to increase as more and more families are adjusting their budgets to be able to homeschool they're over it uh, MAGA Patriot Prector tweets uh, with all those people flooding into the capital it's a miracle that it didn't tip over and uh, capsize uh, Rowdy Indervert, as a humanitarian, I'm not sure I could agree to busing any migrants to California. Haven't they already suffered enough? Oh, yeah. Poor migrants. Swank think, given Ashley's diary contents, I'd say Dr. Jill was fine with her child being exposed to virtually anything at any age. Yeah. That is a fact. Yeah, did she not know about the showers that her husband was taking with her daughter? Ugh. Her stepdaughter. Uh, I'm only here for Trumpies. Tweets: Immigrants showing up in the Hamptons will get the wall built within a year. <laughs> yeah, they won't stand for that. Seriously, they're already belly aching. They're already all crying about the emergency. I mean, they got 50 people in their town. Come on, I 50. I know. Try 50 million, or close to that. Anyway, we're in the millions. Oh, oh. in Texas, oh, yeah, millions. Texas. Uh, it's pathetic that they can't take 50 people on and help them out without whining and crying. Oh, you mean people in the South, stop doing this. Why? You're sanctuary cities. Why? You love this. So here's your chance to love them even more. <laughs> I love it. I doesn't love seem, it. It doesn't seem to work out that way for them, does it, though? It, um, they don't seem to love it. When push comes to shove, which is uh, fascinating to me. Uh, John Fetterman, or John Fetterwoman. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, I'm John, my name is John Fetterwoman. (laughs) Okay, all right. Is it? It's funny. Have you changed it legally? Because I don't think it really is. Now, you put it on a t-shirt, so I guess it makes it so. So, whatever. Anyway, he is uh, rebranding himself as John Fetterwoman. (laughs) And uh, he says, women are the reason we can win. Let me say that again. Women are the reason we can win. He declared that in front of a large crowd in Bluebell, Pennsylvania, against a pink and black backdrop. That's where he said uh, abortion is the ballot? Yes. Same place? Yes. Abortion is the ballot. Right. And some other interesting things as well, because the guy's all messed up now. And, you know, it's sad but don't try to get into the U.S. Senate then. Mm. If you don't want anybody to notice and say anything or mock it, I, I'm sorry. It has to be mocked because people have to understand you can't be in the U.S. Senate. If you're that compromised, and he is, you can't go to the U.S. Senate. They're trying to make it like, oh, he can do his job just fine in the Senate. Can he? <laughs> no, that is untrue. I'm sorry. You can't. You can't be a U.S. Senator. Uh, when you've had that kind of brain damage. You can be president of the United States, but you can't be, you can't be a U.S. senator. 
He did finally, apparently, agree to a debate, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess this one's two weeks before the election. It's October 25th. Yeah, they moved the 19th to the 25th. Yep. Unbe- I'm, voting will already be going on. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, they already have the ballots uh, on file mm-hmm. to determine the outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, but there you go. It's the uh, big debate is Tuesday, October 25th. Interesting. So he did agree to it. Uh, he's got to have closed caption for himself, I guess. He wants closed captioning so he can... I don't know. Read what's being said because he doesn't understand what's it. What's going on with his brain, man? Come on. It's messed up. Get out. It's messed Get up out. from the stroke. Step aside. Seriously. See, the and Demo- I don't want any harm to come to him. Right. The I de- just don't want him in the U.S. Senate. Democrats just want in the Senate someone they can just say, this is yep. how you vote. Right. Do this. And it will go, yes, sir. Get my marching orders. Get my pension. Right. Enjoy my Senate life. Yep. No. No. Get out. Step and, aside. I mean, he's also an extreme leftist. He'd be probably the most extreme senator in the United States of America. Just based on his policies from before uh, the stroke. He doesn't talk about his policies now, pretty much. It's just, he talks about women and how he loves women. Mm, that's right. That's what he talks about. So, And is he going to wear the hoodie into the onto the U.S. Senate floor every day? Is that what we're going to have? We're going to have everybody in a suit except John Fetterwoman who's sitting there in a hoodie and jeans. <laughs> well, uh, Nebraska had Ernie Chambers. Those listening in Nebraska know that he would wear, you know, sweatshirts and stuff. Did he really? Then, oh, yeah, he didn't care. He didn't care. Oh, but wow. this guy here, I mean, he, I think he's wearing the hoodie to hide whatever lump is going on back of his head here. Oh, something's going on back there. Oh, that could. I'm be. sorry, man. You got to go take care of yourself. Right. Running for the U.S. Senate. Go take care of your is health. Is not your bag. <sighs> He's and, you trying know, to he, make it his bag. And he could go and relax at any of the uh, eight properties that he owns. Apparently. Yes, I love that the fact that he's talking about Oz's ten properties, ten homes, or whatever. He's got eight. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have homes on all of them. But he's got eight. I don't have eight properties, and I didn't live off my parents till I was 50. Yeah. How did he get eight properties? His parents must have purchased it for him, right? I or he purchased it with the money he got from his parents. I don't know. I don't know. The whole situation with him is just right? so outrageous that you can't believe he's even being considered. How is he within... 40 points of Mehmet Oz, let alone leading by 10. Yeah, these candidates that the left put up, that, that they continue to put up cycle after cycle, I wouldn't trust them with my drive through order. No, no, absolutely not. Much less have a place in government. And they wouldn't get your drive through order right. <laughs> so you'd be pissed about that. But you'll put you'll vote for him and then, to go to the U.S. Senate? Okay, so imagine going through the drive through and looking at your order real quick, you know, and just seeing that you're missing something, and then trying to explain it to John Fetterman st- sitting there at the window. My gosh, he would have no clue. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh. In fact, we have another clip of him uh, bumbling again here. All right, want to play this one? Tell us what we here in DC can and, and the surrounding areas can do to help you win. Hmm. Oh, uh, just you know, I, how you know? I, I just. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. <laughs> right out the park. 
So, <laughs> so what you could do is you could play that clip one more time, right? Okay, yeah. okay so here's what we need to do, Mac. Okay, we need to pull when she's talking. Wait, take notes on this yeah, this time. Yeah, yeah. So, Please. so, so pull, pull her down. We're gonna have Rob play the clip again. We're gonna need to pull her down about ninety percent, and then when she's done asking the question, you can pot it back up. Okay, here we go, Rob. Go ahead. Tell us what. Okay, we so I, I, I'm missing my fries in here in the drive-through order. Could you please uh, help me find my fries here? Can you get me? I need my oh, fries. Uh, just, my fries. You know. Uh, I, my fries. I, I just, you know, you know I, I just, I, my I just, fries. Wow, bro. Wow, wow, wow. That's what it would be like. And there's a new Monmouth University poll that was released yesterday. Okay. That uh, showed 47 percent of voters surveyed held favorable views of Fetterman compared to 36 percent who held positive views of Oz. 4736. The poll also found more voters would definitely or probably support Fetterman than Oz. 49 to 39. You have to be kidding me. Uh, Is everybody in Pennsylvania brain dead? Well, not everybody, but 49% of the people. Are you just out of your minds? What is wrong with Pennsylvanians? This guy has more issues than you can shake a stick at. I don't know why anybody would shake sticks at anything, but you couldn't shake a stick at all of the things that are wrong with this candidate. Starting with the fact that he nearly died just a few months ago and should just be convalescing in a rehab home somewhere or at home, his own home. That's fine. I don't care. The one he bought for a dollar from his sister. (laughs) But rest and relax there. The Democrats should be running somebody else. I mean, it's inconceivable to me that this is really happening in the United States of America. Wow. The only thing comparable I can think of is when that senator in uh, Missouri died and... It was during the election. He still won the election, even though he was dead. So they gave the seat to his wife. Was that... Uh, Remember that? Was that... Uh, I wanted to say that was Mel Carnahan, but I don't know if I have mm, that right. That sounds right. That might be. Uh, yeah, his widow yeah. Jean served mm-hmm. in his term for... T- mm. Special election. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. how long was it before the special election? Two years? Two years, yeah. Yeah, Unbelievable. I mean, it's just, that's crazy. And now you got a guy who just about died, is still very much affected by his stroke, and he doesn't know the issues. He can't articulate anything. The guy wears a hoodie everywhere he goes. He lived off his parents till he was 50. He's 53 now, so three years ago, uh, he's he was unemployed. Literally unemployed. Now they say, well, he was taking care of people. He, he liked to do... He was like a community organizer or something. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know what he did. But his parents gave him $54,000 a year. His sister gave him a house for a dollar. I mean, this is a guy you want in the U.S. Senate? Really? Come on now. When you could have a clear-thinking person at least in Dr. Oz. I mean, is he my favorite guy? No. Is he the candidate I would have run? No. But he's a hell of a lot better than John Fetter, woman. Tell you that. (laughs) 
He's going to win that seat, too. He's going to win it. Fetter woman? Yeah, yeah, because <clears throat> when I did my... But don't worry, I did my Senate calculations. I didn't give us Pennsylvania. Because the, he's leaning in these polls mm-hmm. in a state where you know there's always some sort of... Uh, Shenanigans? Thank you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's going to be in the Senate and yep. enjoy. Good luck. It's And we're going to have soundbite after soundbite of him being incoherent. Yeah. I mean, he may never recover fully. We don't know. Right. We don't know. I hope he does. Look, this is your choice, Pennsylvania. Go for it. Whatever, man. My name is John Fetterwoman. (laughs) (laughs) It's embarrassing. Just so embarrassing. So unbelievable. So mind-boggling. Oh, I wish he had had held this shirt up. Oh, wow. My name is... Che Guevara! And they would have have cheered. Oh, they would have erupted. Yeah, they would have. Yes, they would have. Yeah. He's not the only radical that the Democrats are uh, shoving down our throats this election cycle. How about that guy in Wisconsin running against Ron Johnson? Oh, yeah. What's his name? Mandela Um. Barnes? Yeah, uh, named after um, Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Nel- Nelson Mandela. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. He's somebody unearthed a 2019 video of him talking about the, the real aim of the Green Movement. Oh, do we have Why that? do we fail yeah. to uh, act in, in the face of such hold, obvious danger? Hold, hold on. Pause it for a second, Rob. So you see this? You got seven people sitting up there at least. We don't know how wide this goes. But boy, is he just itching to answer this. Look, at he jumps right in there. Oh, I got to answer this one. Watch this. And at this point, what can or should we be doing about it to seriously make a difference and put us on a, a different sustainable path of the 21st century? I don't think it's how uh, stupid can humanity be. I think it's how greedy can humanity be. Uh, the reason why we're in this mess is pursuit of greed. Like, it's, it's capitalism run amok. That's why we're in this predicament now. It's the same reason why gun violence is so rampant in the United States of America. It's the same reason why we deal with all these other issues that that are common, <laughs> that have common sense solutions, but we can't seem to have a common sense approach. When you look at the halls mm. of Congress, you look at state legislatures across the country, and you see where a lot of that financing has come from, mm. coming from, then you see why our efforts are always stalled to do the right thing. It's, that's why it's so difficult for the right thing to happen or to get done. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. So the simple answer is get money out of politics. Uh, okay. Second answer is stymied capitalism the way it is in our <laughs> in America. Uh, and the third wow. is to... Organize. organize. Yeah, okay. organize. Yeah. Mm, wow. that, that's what we got to do. If you want to get green policies wow, wow, passed, wow. you got to stymie capitalism. We, uh, here's another America-hating candidate that's in the race. Why are Democrats always running these people who hate this country? It's clear he's got a, an absolute antipathy for the United States of America. He's got enmity for it. He can't stand it. He doesn't like the capitalism. He he doesn't like America. He is uh, angry. I just because he sounded like, oh, I'm going to say these things in a reasonable way that you know I'm a socialist, and uh, that doesn't mean he's not an extreme radical. He mm-hmm. is. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know how this keeps happening. Well, it's, it's really well, amazing. Uh, well, I mean, that's I mean, that's the Democrat Party of 2022. Am I right? Yeah. What's the uh, What's the line uh, from uh, Who said this? Quote: I'm willing to forego the chief satisfaction of the radical pose for the deep satisfaction of radical ends. Van Jones. Van Jones. There you go. Did Revolutionary you ha- communist Van Jones. Did you have some updated poll numbers out of Wisconsin? Because when we were talking before the show yeah, today, I, I said, hey, this just, Mandela Barnes guy is leading Ron Johnson. The latest poll, it, it is the gap is, is narrowing. Yeah. yeah. And I had a. I just and, read that. Where did I read it, though? Because uh, the poll I saw yesterday. It looked like Johnson just took the lead. Oh, good. Because in at least one poll. What I saw yesterday was Barnes was up three there it is. Yeah, on Johnson. It is. You've got some good news, I hope. Yes, I do. It's This is according to uh, Marquette. Okay. Okay. So the latest Marquette Law School poll released yesterday, just yesterday shows that uh, Senator Ron Johnson has a slight lead good. in his race. He is up 49-48 over Mandela Barnes. Good. We cannot 49, lose Ron Johnson. No, my gosh. Because of the senators in D.C. who are taking the side effects of the COVID vaccines the, most seriously, it's Ron Johnson. And if the Republicans, a bunch of ifs here, mm-hmm. if the Republicans take control of the Senate, and if they actually want to do something, and if they want to pursue the vaccine damage and all this good stuff, Ron Johnson is going to be at the forefront of that. You don't want to lose Ron Johnson in the U.S. Senate. So come on, Wisconsin. Let's go. Jeez, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. These are no-brainers. <laughs> These <laughs> really are no-brainers. You don't even have to think about it. I know. Ah, uh, there's such clear choices, and that's what they'll say about the race. But it's true in a in the opposite for the opposite reasons. This is the clearest, uh, easiest election cycle in world history. Mm. Man, we've got the differences defined as clearly defined as you will ever see. So, please do the right thing. Wow. Uh, the last time we went through a recession, there were stocks that literally went to zero. Washington Mutual, for instance, Lehman Brothers, Chrysler, multiple blue chip stocks went to little or no value almost overnight. Could that happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, are your savings protected? Why not own something that's never been valued at zero? Gold. Historically, <clears throat> your best hedge against inflation, which is rising like a hockey stick, as we speak, that's why the savviest Americans are diversifying their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, like the one we had the other day. It was down over 1,000 points again. It was, in fact, almost 1,300 points. There's global instability. There's the falling dollar. So Birch Gold Group helps you hold gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. In fact... If you have a 401k or IRA that's underperforming, just text PAT to 989-898 and you can convert it into an IRA in precious metals right now. Text PAT to 989-898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit, tell you all the information, and you make the decision. Get your free info kit. There's no obligation. By texting PAT to 989-898. Do it today. Pat Gray is unleashed. A couple of tweets for you. Uh, Sasquatch Cougar fan tweets, 
America has just as Pennsylvania has no brains. <laughs> there you go. Summed it up right there nicely. Okay. Yeah, brain-dead people are turning our country into a third world because of the stupidity when they vote. More, on trivia, is a clear <laughs> indication of why America is being destroyed. By the way, more on trivia again tomorrow. So this will be our second of the season. We're 1-0 and on the year so far. Pick Tampa over Dallas, right, last week? Yep. Uh, so who's the matchup tomorrow? Uh, it's Miami and Baltimore. Okay. More on trivia. Miami versus Baltimore. Be here. Aloha. Uh, Anna. Uh, oh. <laughs> so. I, yeah. Okay. Hold on. No, this no, this is this is important, Pat. Anals for Yo, real? Yeah. So let's do something here, mm-hmm. y'all. Okay. Make it so that we can actually read your Twitter handle on nah. the air. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and I and maybe maybe could you be annals. That's it. Could be it. Could it, be annals. It could be Anna LZ. <laughs> right. For real. For real. But. Step back, look at your Twitter handle, and uh-huh. maybe consider it again. But because of the uh, drag person name that we uh, mentioned last hour, I'm thinking it's probably not annals, right? <laughs> I'm thinking We're going you're not Anna. talking about an annual thing. No, it's Anna LZ. <laughs> okay, there we For go. For real. I'm a resident of Pennsylvania. <laughs> you have no idea how annoying and dim the suburban housewives can be. <laughs> no, really. Blonde, yoga pants wearing, Starbucks slurping, Whoa. liberal females. Whoa. Trump gave them the vapors. Wait, was she... Better person is their dream guy. <laughs> Better person. Did she just... Did Anna, Anna, Anna LZ for uh, real? Yeah. Did she just say yoga pants were bad? They're a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, don't be doing that. No, Come I'm on. sorry. I can't agree with LZ that for real. part of it, but I get her Come point. Come up with a better analogy there. Uh, all right. Squatching duck. Mandela sounds like someone who has no idea how good even the poor have it in the United States compared to everywhere else because of capitalism. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, smallmouth bass. Philadelphians and the metro area, for the most part, not Pennsylvanians. Biden even represented that Philly metro... Uh, the Philly metro area that extends into Delaware. Wish we could get rid of it. <clears throat> yeah, well, you can't. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Delaware, you take it. So it makes it difficult. Man, the big urban areas, we've just lost them. Virtually, you know, even in the red states, the urban areas, just gone. Yeah. Dallas proper, Houston proper, even in this red state, big-time Democrat strongholds. Yeah, even Fort Worth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then you look back east, Philadelphia, uh, New York, Boston, all these places just filled with Democrats running their cities into the ground and yet being reelected time after time after time. The crime, the the fiscal irresponsibility, you name it, they've screwed it up. And like I said, doesn't matter. Name an American city, large city that doesn't have... Its own tent city of homeless people camped mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere. Everywhere. And they're really growing in Los Angeles and San Francisco and all over the place. All over. And we got to show you what uh, Hawaiian Senator Maisie Hirono said yesterday. Just uh, absolutely outrageous. Will she be call- called on it? Absolutely not. We'll get into that. Oh, and Dr. Uh, Rand Paul taking on Dr. Anthony Fauci. Again. Oh. Cage match three. Yes. Oh. Return. oh, I want that on pay-per-view. We'll get into that coming up. <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed.
He's Pat Gray. He's unleashed, and he's on the blades. The Pat Gray Unleashed program. Welcome to it. Thanks for being here. Uh, wow, we were talking about Fetterman a while ago. We have to relate uh, relay this information as well because he is so messed up, and it's not all entirely after the stroke either. Right. Right. Because there's some messed up stuff that happened years ago. If Democrats and their voters didn't have double standards, they'd have no standards at all. <laughs> How else could you explain John Fetterman, who once pulled a gun on a black jogger because he was wrong he wrongly assumed he was a criminal? Ooh. Yeah. And your Democrat nominee for the Pennsylvania Senate. Uh, this is the guy. It's a kind of situation that left-wing politicians, pundits, media members have routinely bemoaned over the years, yet they nominated a man who admitted to doing this. Wow. So, according to multiple reports, in 2013, while Fetterman was mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania. How did that happen? I mean, this guy shouldn't serve as dog catcher. I mean, he's lieutenant governor. Unreal. He, I mean, wow. I so... He suspected a black man he saw jogging, suspected he had committed some kind of crime. Why? Why? Rather than call the police, fetter woman, a beacon of racial equality, chose to follow him in a pickup truck and then pulled a 20-gauge shotgun on him when he confronted the man. Fetter woman used the gun to detain him until police arrived. Ultimately, the man was not involved. In any kind of wrongdoing at all. Fetterman just assumed he was. Why? I don't know. Could it be because he was black? Wow. Furthermore, furthermore, when discussing the incident in an interview that year, he even admitted he probably broke the law, but brushed it off because he felt he did the right thing. What? I believe I did the right thing, he said, but I may have broken the law during the course of it. (laughs) Okay. I'm telling you, there is power in the D, man. Oh, can you no imagine question. if he was a Republican mayor of a town? Oh, and my. Then God. every national news organization would be camped out in that town. It would it would never end. Making man. sure you know what a horrible person he is. They, they If he was Republican, he would be demonized uh, like you can't believe. Is, mayor Fetter, is Republican Mayor John Fetterman... Emblematic of the white supremacist mm-hmm. mentality mm-hmm. of MAGA Republicans. This is what we've been trying to tell you about uh, domestic terrorism being so, so prevalent right now. And white supremacy, the biggest threat we face in our democracy. It's institutionalized. It's in the highest mm-hmm. levels of government, mm-hmm. this mentality. <laughs> I... It's through all levels of government with Republicans. Wait, uh, this wait. Republican mayor of a small town. Wait, time out. We got to stop. We got to stop the newscast. I'm sorry. Mm. He's a Democrat. Oh, right. sorry. Oh, never mind. Yeah. So never pack. mind. Fine. He's, he's great. Pack up and go home, boys. Yep. Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> it just shows the insanity. Uh, here's another way to show the insanity. This uh, abortion chat uh, with a man on the street is uh, pretty telling. Uh, check this out. Speaking of insane Democrats, hello. Uh, you gotta, you gotta bring the audio up. Okay, we're gonna have to start and that over. Restart it. 
if we could. Okay. She says All it right. is. Man on the street. She okay, says the, the audio's up. To get an abortion? Yep, there we go. Uh, nice. Honestly, yeah. It, it would have been it, what? Pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. Yeah, go back to the very beginning if you can. The question he's, is, yes. He, he's asked if uh, he should have been aborted, right? You, yeah. you favor abortion? Yeah. What, what, what if your mom had gotten an abortion? Would you have been in favor of that? And here it is. Want your mom to get an abortion? Uh, honestly, yeah. It, it would have been great. What? Life isn't the best, man. But the- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you wish your mom got an abortion? Um, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Because, like, I didn't consent to be born. I wish I, if I had a choice, it would have been great. But the beauty is my mom had a choice. Yeah, how do you know you didn't have she a choice? choice? You would have chosen You did have a choice, born. my friend. Yeah, 100%. Never mind that. Silent. Uh, asinine. So they're so committed to abortion that he wished he would have been aborted. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I didn't ask to be born. Liberalism, man. It's a mental disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll look into that sometime. Did you ask to be born or did you not? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Is it a John Smith question? For another day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll ask John Smith about it. Uh, also, <laughs> yesterday, speaking of these crazy nut jobs who are Democrats, they're all a bunch of extremists now. It, this is amazing. Hawaiian Senator Maisie Hirono had some thoughts on abortion as well and a message for her liberal base. Uh-oh. When I hear my colleagues talking about how, you know, it should be states' rights or uh, government should not be telling us what to do, the mm. word hypocrites, it doesn't even go far enough to call them out on what they're doing. This is an outright attack on women in this country. That is how I see it. That is how more and more women and those who mm-hmm. support our right to make decisions about our own bodies. That is how we see it. And why? (laughs) Because that's what's happening. Madam President, I yield the floor, but clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms. Literally. In our country. A call to arms in our country. Huh. What does that mean? Uh, Somebody actually (laughs) sent us... Uh, the definition of call to arms. Yeah, in case there's any ambiguity here. It's a summons to engage in active hostilities. Now, also, it's a call to pick up your arms. Yeah. Not your appendages, but uh, weapons. Weapons that kill people, like guns. That's a call to arms. But that's okay, because she's a Democrat. Again... There is so much power in the D that nobody's going to even bring that up. If that were a Republican having said that about it's a time for call to arms, we've got to stop abortion. That would lead every single broadcast on CNN today. Sure would. And every single one. The next time there is um, uh, violence at a pro-life or a pregnancy center, <laughs> mm-hmm. I want uh, <clears throat> Senator Hirono to be held accountable. Because she obviously... Called on her base. Right. Call to arms. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, they would insist on nothing less if it was the other way around. Again, I just... The violent rhetoric from the left is just out of control in this country. <laughs> I mean, is. It, it, it is. It is, though. It is. And the reason that you hear it so much from them is because they can get away with it. Think, the media will not hold their feet to the fire at all. Think about this, Pat. If you walk out here on the street with a camera and a microphone 
and you shove it in somebody's face wearing a, a, a MAGA hat, okay? Mm -hmm. And they say that, hey, you know what's happening with abortion and stuff? This is a call to arms in this country for those on the right, okay? Now, that comment from some no-name guy walking down the freaking street because he's wearing a MAGA hat holds more weight in the news cycle than a senator who has been up there in D.C. Mm -hmm. for the longest time, Macy no Hirono, saying that exact thing. No question. Because she's a Democrat. See, we tried to tell you how violent they are. It was the, the insurrection on January 6th led to this. They're violent. They're, they're going to kill people. They're the biggest danger our democracy faces right now. Oh, earlier this week, we had all those quotes from mm. the summer of 2020 of Democratic congressmen, <coughs> right? We had, we had. I remember um, Ayanna Presley was one of the quotes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Kamala Harris. Well, Kamala know, the, Harris the even vice, raised money, right? The vice to get president people out of jail of the United States, congressmen and women, mm -hmm. senators, talking like this. Not even a blip on the news radar. You get a rando out here on the street. What do you think, Mr. MAGA? What do you think about abortion? It's called arms, the way they're doing it. Okay. <laughs> it's it's freaking news story for a month. See, look at these white supremacists everywhere. These, Tried these to tell you. They hate women. Mm -hmm. They, they want to access their bodies and, and rule over their lives. And they're pro-violence. Shut up. Uh, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. If you want to know uh, what the left's plans, the real plans for your kids are, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile has has been uh, in multiple school districts in Texas. I think they were 11 for 11 in winning school districts in yeah. Texas. Yeah. And the left is losing their <laughs> minds over it. Patriot Mobile, it's America's only Christian conservative mobile phone company. Uh, and that was obviously pointed out in the articles that talked about their victories lately. I <laughs> love it. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage. They're on the same towers as the big guys, the big liberal guys. So please, go to patriotmobile.com slash pat. Make the switch. Stop supporting companies that hate you and your values. Patriot Mobile, they're, they're great, and they believe in the things you do. 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation when you use the offer code PAT. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. patriotmobile.com slash pat or 972-PATRIOT. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. We had another showdown yesterday between Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci. This has happened multiple times. <laughs> We're talking monkeypox yesterday. Was that, like that the main thrust of this oh, thing? Oh, was Dimitri there in his little pentagram leather outfit? No. <laughs> I, I don't. He wasn't front and center, but he might have been in the background somewhere. Uh -huh. But here's what happened. Well, let's see. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 oh, no, days. Pause, pause, pause this. Pause pause well, pause this. So, yeah, so Rand Paul sets this up by playing on his little iPad there for <laughs> Anthony Fauci, a refresher from 2004 when he was on C-SPAN, Dr. Fauci, and someone called in, mm -hmm. had the flu. It was like, should I get the flu shot since I just had the flu? Anyway, so there you go. 
uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best mm. vaccination is to get infected yourself. <laughs> and so she if, not she get it? if she really has the flu, if she really mm. has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Mm. If she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she week. doesn't need it because the, it, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. <laughs> mm. Mm. All right, so. interesting. Okay, yeah. Huh? What's changed about that? Yeah. I guess our bodies work differently now. Yeah. Now it's completely. We've different. evolved. We've evolved. To, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been eighteen years. Yeah. So sure, we evolved quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Surprised we're not headed back to monkeys. Uh, it's been so long you know, since that clip. Uh, some days it feels like we're right there. It does. It sure does. How, how soon till, till you just start walking up? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was about to say you start seeing people just randomly throwing poop at each other. San, yeah, it's already San Francisco is actually ahead of the curve on the yeah. uh, de-evolution scale there. Yep, too late. Okay, then. Well, we Here's just... what the good senator, though, had to say to Fox. <laughs> actually, actually, words don't lie. If you look at the words behind me, we can go over them a little bit at a time. <laughs> she doesn't need it because the most potent vaccination right. is getting infected yourself. It so, is true. It is true, Senator. Uh-huh. It is a very potent way to protect when you're trying to tell us that kids need a third or a fourth vaccine are you including the variability or the variable of previous infection in the studies no you're not because when you have approved vaccines in recent times and the committees that have approved it for children don't report anything on hospitalization or death or transmission Hmm. they only report that if you give them the jab they'll make antibodies and you can give kids hundreds of jabs and they'll make antibodies every time, but that does not prove efficacy. So what you're doing is denying the very fundamental premise of immunology that previous infection does provide some sort of immunity. It's not in any of your studies. Almost none of your studies from the CDC or from the government have the variable of whether or not you've been previously infected. So let's look at adults. I've had three infections. Should I get a fourth one? If you're going to measure whether I get a fourth one, you need a, a category that has a fourth one in it, and you need one that has nothing in it, no vaccine or the fourth vaccine. But you also need to know whether they've been infected. If you ignore whether they've been infected, you're ignoring a vaccine, basically. So you're ignoring a variable. So what you're giving us is this, the, you decry, and people decry vaccine hesitancy, it's coming from the gobbledygook that you give us. You're not paying attention to the science. The very mm-hmm. basic science is that previous infection provides a level of immunity. If you ignore that in your studies, if you don't present that in your committees, you're not being truthful or honest with us. Wow. And he's not. And he never is. Wow. Don't forget, up to the moment now, the CDC in this country recommends that kids... Ages six months and above. Mm-hmm. Get the shot. Well, yeah, but that's because Dr. Fauci is science. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, don't forget. Don't the, challenge him. He is science. <laughs> the once penal colony and again penal colony of Australia um, eliminated um, shots for kids. Right. And yeah. then yesterday, uh, Denmark ended the shots for anyone under 50. Now nah, you don't need to get the shot. No. But America, mm. six months old, absolutely roll up your sleeves. I'm sure Big Pharma has nothing to do with it and the fact that they're in bed with the government. No, it, oh, wow, that was cynical. Sorry, you To too. even bring that yeah. up, Keith, I'm, I'm ashamed of you. Mm. 
I'm looking at the COVID cases, the infection rate again. It is dropping daily. Yeah. The average infection rate, the seven-day average, this is as of yesterday, was 63,080 people. 63, it was 154,000 plus at this same time last year. Wow. The deaths, 475 on average. It was 1,888, no, 1,889 last year at this time. Uh, So... I mean, they never talk about that anymore. We used to get daily updates on it. <laughs> oh, now there's 400,000 people a day infected. Well, okay, if you're going to do that, tell us the opposite. But no, no, there's no interest in that. Carl Sagan made a prediction about America in 1995. Uh, he said, if you're in love, you want to tell the world. This, this book is a personal statement reflecting my lifelong love affair with science Mm. but there's another reason science is more than a body of knowledge it's a way of thinking i have a foreboding of an america in my children's or grandchildren's time when the united states is a service and information economy when nearly all the key manufacturing industries have slipped away to other countries Mm. when awesome technological powers are in the hands of a very few and no one representing the public interest can even grasp the issues. When the people have lost the ability to set their own agendas or knowledgeably question those in authority, when clutching our crystals and nervously consulting our horoscopes, our critical faculties in decline, unable to distinguish between what feels good and what's true, we slide almost without noticing back into superstition and darkness. The dumbing down of America is most evident in the slow decay of substantive content in the enormously influential media. The 30-second sound bites, now down to 10 seconds or less. Lowest common denominator programming. Credulous presentations on pseudoscience and superstition, but especially a kind of celebration of ignorance. Wow. Did he nail that or what? I'd say we're kind of there. Boy. Thank you, Carl Sagan. Feels good, right? Yeah. Oh, it does. It does. Then we have uh, Pathead Sarah the Roma, who sent us a picture of... uh, Oh, we're going to do this. This is fun stuff right here. Yeah. This is a car repair (laughs) bill. Car repair bill. I've already covered the horror uh, of the day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Rob, I don't know if you still have this. I think this is from last Friday originally. I don't know. The, the car repair bill mm-hmm. from Florida, right? And so a mechanic writes on the bill all the stuff that he found <laughs> under the hood that was going on with the vehicle so that you know. And here's what was going on with yeah. the vehicle. Yeah, okay. What do we got? Customer states coolant leak. Please advise. Uh, belt knocked off due to chicken under hood. Sorry, what was that? Sorry, no. The belt was knocked off due to a chicken under the hood. Okay. How many times has that happened to you? Uh, now this, I, I can't even count them. This could happen to me. I could see this happening to me. Verified the customer concern. Found belt knocked <laughs> loose by the live chicken <laughs> under the hood. Removed the chicken. Reinstalled the belt. <laughs> topped off the coolant. Uh, road tested the vehicle. Operating as designed. Returned chicken to customer. 
Apparently not under the hood, though, this time. I think he, he just handed it to him. Handed them. it. Okay, that's... Well, that's kind. Yeah. Wow. Um, verified. What was it? <laughs> verified the customer's yes, concern. Yes, complain. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Removed live chicken. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, this is also kind of interesting. Uh, somebody is about to pay... Well, we'll see if somebody does pay... $250 million to live atop the world's tallest condo tower. Mm. A developer in New York is hoping that somebody's willing to pay that kind of money uh, just to have a really good view of the city of New York. Uh, this is amazing. When construction topped out at New York Central Park Tower, the billionaire's row mega tower set a record for the world's tallest residential con- uh, condominium. It's 1,550 feet high. Wow. That's almost as tall as the uh, the new World Trade Center 1 or whatever they call okay, it. Okay, wow. Now developer Gary Barnett is gunning for yet another record, aiming to achieve the country's highest ever home sale price. <laughs> he's hoping it's still a seller's market. He, uh, <laughs> he's asking $250 million for the building's penthouse. It's a triplex positioned at the height of more than 1400 feet man that would be cool though mm. is it worth 250 million dollars mm, no is but that central it would park be cool is that central park right there right it, where no, no i'm saying the the building that you're describing there is yeah it's central, central park, park west i believe so if you're say hanging out in central park right and you're, yeah you own you're a guy Mm-hmm. And you own this pad, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to pick up a chick or something in the park. You'd be like, oh, yeah, and I live. Well, let's see. Can you see? You want to come and see what New York looks like up there? That that would work, right? I would think so. Mm. <laughs> and then, oh, and then so. you could do little videos. You could take uh-huh. your phone and you'd be on your balcony and you, and you could rant at the camera and you could say, and down there, down there is Keith Oberman's pad way down there. <laughs> Where he's out on his balcony yeah, yeah. bitching about America right, all the right, time. Right, right, So you could put him down below. So if it gets its asking price, the Central Park Tower penthouse would be the country's most expensive deal ever. Wow. The previous record was set when hedge fund billionaire Ken Griffin paid about $238 million for a condo across the street at 220 Central Park South. Mm. Mm, okay. With the ultra-high price point, they're hoping to tap into a growing sub-market for 100 million-plus homes. 100 million-plus. Well, I'm just looking for what the square footage is on this. Because and how much are they asking for this thing? $250 million. $250 million. Okay, it's 17,500 square feet. That's sizable. I got seven bedrooms. I got 13 bucks right here. Cash money. Wow. Cash money. I will take it. Wow. I mean, you I gotta, bet they don't have a better offer than that right now. Yeah, so I mean, th- so. this offer expires in 60 seconds. All right. 13. Do you have a number they can call or anything? Yeah, it's uh, 888-900-3393. Call right now and uh, Riley, give him your uh, hmm. information. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your penthouse would span the 129th through 131st floors. Wow, pretty cool. Whoa. See you tomorrow. <laughs>